0: kitchen. Here we are. Here we are. I feel like it's been at least 46 years. It feels like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like it, yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. And we're in front of a camera.
1: Hello, camera. Hi,
0: camera. No one will ever see this. I don't think so. Yeah, but in case someone does, Mm -hmm. we've introduced the camera. Yes, there's a camera in the room now. Yes. We're also awkwardly close to each other. We're usually sitting across from each other in a very sort dignified way dignified yeah it's a good way to put it yeah now our knees are almost touching yep because we're on a tiny red couch
1: no, <laughs> now we can't show anyone this footage or they'll be able to tell when i'm making things up
0: <laughs> well speaking of me being me and you being you i'm yeah. matt kitchen and i'm father eric and this is after, after the, the likeness. likeness oh maybe they could see the dancing at least oh yeah that's right <laughs> choreographed dancing that we've always done Uh uh (laughs) oh wait i just thought of something weird with the video because when i edit yeah this is inside baseball but i usually just like cut off because we start talking too quick and the song doesn't get to go for a little bit so now i have to actually physically take the time yeah to wait for the song to do a little bit more
1: well (laughs) then yeah no one is ever gonna see this then that decides it Yep. <laughs> we have a camera, but you will never You'll see the will never <laughs> see it. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on with you? Oh, not much. Uh, it's been a good week. It's a busy, busy week. Amen, brother. Like, Lent is a busy time in churches always, um, but, like, this week is, like, a lot of night evening stuff. We have our Lenten evening dinner. Yeah, that's true. This evening, which will be awesome. We are talking about St. Margaret, Ooh. the Saint, and St. Margaret's, our church which is cool. And we've been kind of been going back and forth. So I, I like it tonight. We're talking about sort of like the patterns of prayer and means of holiness that we have at St. Margaret's church.
0: Nice. Cause we talked
1: about St. Margaret,
0: the same. It's true. I like stuff. the little flip flopping going yeah. from St. Margaret to St. Margaret's from St. Margaret mm-hmm. to St. Margaret's. That's I've always been a flip flopper. Mm-hmm. Proud of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, uh, leading the youth. Yes. And, uh, it's about poor youth, Galatians, <laughs> and luckily I get to have a, a topic that's very heavy on circumcision. Oh, good! Which is something you just love talking to you. You know, that. yeah. The
1: youth—they're <laughs> always asking me about circumcision, and so I'm glad you're addressing that important topic.
0: I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. boy, how yep. do I? Yep. I'm just gonna hope everyone just knows what it. Because someone asks, oh, I don't yeah. know what to say. I'm. I, that's it's, right. Ask your mom. Yeah, that's know. right. Ask, ask a dad. doctor. Ask, ask somebody yeah. who's Don't not Google, me. It. <laughs> Do not but... Google it. Do not Google it. So yeah, it's uh got definitely a lot going on, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Been kind of nonstop between mm-hmm. between church and work, man. Yeah. And everything else in the world. Music. Oof.
1: Yes. You played so you played a super secret gig for <laughs> uh cabal of billionaires, is that right? recently mostly I'm, yeah i'm happy a, <laughs> to see you again
0: i'm sure you can't talk about what it was, you've overheard but. <laughs> it was in like the presidential suite of Whoa, this important. downtown hotel mm-hmm. and up on top like the 23rd yeah, floor yeah. so it's pretty cool but mm-hmm. it just ended up being a bunch of like boring business dudes trying to sell their products to boring other people who and i just stood in the corner yeah. and everyone did their best not to make eye contact with me so they wouldn't have to like how they say do real bad oh, okay <laughs> But also real good. I don't know. <laughs> it was good times. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, we're kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how's how's Lent been going
1: for you? It's been going well. You know, like Lent is always such an interesting season. Yeah, because like you, you know, there's obviously there's the 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 structure of it and like the 40 days and you're giving something up and I'm reading, you know, like some spiritual books. I'm reading through Leviticus, which is that Mm. book. No one ever wants to read in the old Testament. A bunch of laws and stuff. Yeah. Well, actually there's narrative in there too. It's kind of mixed together. And so, but it's interesting. Levi's, the Levites were the priests. And so for being a priest too, and reading through it, Mm -hmm. it's like now knowing what I know about liturgy and like the sacrifice of the Eucharist, um, All of our prayers and liturgies are based on things that have continuity going back to the Old Testament. And this is specifically when sort of the sacrifices of the temple were created and Aaron, Moses' brother, was given like, you know... The uh, the instructions on how to do everything, mm-hmm. and so now knowing like before, I've read it before when I was like before I go into seminary, <coughs> and it's like uh, bulls and calves and the <laughs> liver and the whatever, and it's like what, but mm-hmm. now reading it, I'm like oh okay 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 okay, <laughs> there's like a whole pattern here that like actually gets taken up by Christianity. I was like, there's no bulls on the altars or you don't burn the fat in a giant <laughs> bonfire outside in the church yeah. parking lot every Sunday. But like, um, Christ, cause Christ fulfills those, but right. he fulfills them. He, it's like, the, whatever they're doing there is like a foretaste of, of Christ. So it's a cool. Thing.
0: We should probably have a topic on that sometime because yeah, Leviticus or sacrament. before. So for, for Lent rather than, Giving up something, I'm adding mm-hmm. something, which is mm-hmm. trying to make sure I do morning prayer oh, every day, day, which has yeah. been tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waking up, you know, is mm-hmm. you got to wake up. I I'm know. Like, oh. It's the worst part of my day, to be honest. <laughs> and I've I've uh, made up a few days. I don't know if that's allowed, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, did you do like multiple morning prayers one morning, yeah. or did you just catch up on the readings? Oh no, I didn't. I did the whole gamut. You did morning prayer
1: and then morning prayer again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: I think. I
1: mean, that's good. I think. I mean, like, that's good. But like, I, I, the way I would do it is just do the morning prayer once, mm-hmm. but catch up on like the psalms and the readings.
0: I mean, you could because the prayers. But, I mean, the rosary. I mean, you you want to the same no, prayer? No, like no, you do it. Times. You do you,
1: buddy. Yep. <laughs>
0: It makes sense. It makes sense to me both ways. Honestly, the reason I did it is because I use like a podcast to follow along. They post it every day. It's that Ford movement. Um, yes yeah uh morning at the office yeah morning yeah, at the that's office. a great podcast it's, it's great
1: don't listen to it instead of ours but with
0: our yeah team. definitely yeah it's an addition it's an accessory <laughs> it's a, it's to a, ours i think that's right that's I think, right i think yeah. that's why they made it they yeah. kind of like they heard what we were doing they wanted to support it. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like i know them at this point though <laughs> yes me too i've i've used that as well for my morning yeah. prayer stuff too it's, it's nice to have something to guide mm-hmm. along because if i'm yeah if i'm just listening or i'm just reading yeah i get distracted either way but yeah. when i have Both of them, listening and reading. I'm like, ah.
1: It's so true. And morning prayer and evening prayer are prayer book things. Mm. Even when you're doing them alone, they're still communal
0: services. Like Mm. they're common prayer. Because everyone, tons of other people are also doing it. Yeah,
1: all the time. Mm. Any At any hour, there's someone else doing one of those prayers or a liturgy of the hours. Like in the Orthodox and uh, Catholic churches, like they have their own versions, but it's the same thing. So it's I was like, going to ask you that, so because
0: yeah. I know our our liturgy is mm-hmm. close to Catholic liturgy. Does they yeah. do they also they don't have like a Book of Common Prayer, right? No, so we Book of Common Prayer
1: is like our thing. Um, it's like, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Like, to like ask. since the Reformation, <laughs> it's like this is going to be. The center of our unity as a community of Christians, right, Uh, is our common prayers, or which means like corporate or group prayers, communal. So that's why, yeah, communal. So like that's why you don't. It's not just a sort of prayer book in the way some other traditions, like the Orthodox or or Roman Catholics would have where it's like sort of personal devotions. Or like um, if you're there there are feeling some this, here's a prayer life. for it. Or this What's happens, that? here's a yeah, prayer exactly, for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's mm. not a lot of that. Most of the prayers, even for specific things in the Book of Common Prayer, they're all in the we language. It's like we or are. Mm. And so they're designed to be put into these group prayers mm-hmm, of the, mm-hmm. that gather us together. And so the cool thing is, of course, like that one, morning prayer and evening prayer, they're designed to be done By a community in person, if possible. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. even when we're doing them alone, we're, we believe we are, it's called the synaxis in Greek. It means to gather. Um, Even when we're doing, we are mystically gathered together with everyone else who has ever said that prayer. So we're gathered into the body of Christ. So, um, so, and that's different than just personal prayer. So even like something like the rosary, so like in the Roman, Roman Catholic church, There might be a group of people who get together before service, and the Mm. priest might even lead them in saying the rosary. Mm. And that's a group of people praying, but they're praying individual prayers. It's it's not a corporate prayer until they start the service. And they're like, The Lord be with you. And also, you know? Yeah. So, like, there's a distinction there. And so, that's one of the cool things about us is like morning and evening prayer. It's in our book of common prayer, and Mm -hmm. that is for priests and lay people. So, like, in a lot of the other. Sort of more Catholic traditions, Western or Eastern, um, it's only priests who mm-hmm. like necessarily pray those, unless they're doing like a full service in the church. But the lay people usually have other kind of devotional prayers that they would pray in the morning and evening. Okay, whereas for us, it's like no, the it's the royal priesthood of all Christians are priests, mm-hmm. um, in in the sense that a priest is someone who stands in mediation between God and the world or God and someone else, which we'll get to today hey. with our thing, actually. Um, and all Christians are called to be that for the world in the same way that like a sacramental priest like myself, mm-hmm. in the sacraments, I do that for the church. Like I'm the one standing up there offering up the bread and wine and then bringing it down transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like the, you know, in the prayers of the people mm-hmm. in our Eucharistic service or in all those corporate prayers, every Christian is standing before God. Not just for themselves, but on behalf of the whole world and the
0: whole church. So it's a cool thing. That is cool. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought that up in the first place yeah, sorry. <laughs> was that before Lent, when I started mm. this practice, I was just, um, just trying to read the Bible each morning. Mm-hmm. And I was just going in order. And I got to Leviticus, which is when Lent oh, started. Huh. So yeah. I'm... I would like. So you skip? I think <laughs> I was like, we got to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're reading Jeremiah. Yeah. Though. That's a fun one. Yeah, Jeremiah's wild. I've loved. <laughs> I've really it's, liked. It's been interesting. I've really liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to have an episode where we talk about maybe some of that sure. old law stuff and how. Oh yeah, yeah. What? How does it yeah. matter to us today? What's the point of going back? Oh and reading yeah, absolutely. That, you know? that'd, absolutely. Be, actually, that'd be actually So
1: we will hit that. That will be sort of the point of. Of Job actually is kind well, of never like mind. ties that in. So, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, uh, friends at home is what we'll be talking Job. about. Tonight. Although probably the title, yeah. something
0: like that. So one more thing. So, yeah. Talking about mm-hmm. you know having this uh, morning prayer every day. Yeah. If you're not familiar, folks, it's at least in the. I think I think when you do it yourself, you can kind of do certain readings, right? Is that right? Like like if you were to just go through yeah. the book, like in the podcast, it's. It's the Psalms, Old Testament, Epistle, New Testament. Yes. Do you do all of those when you do it yourself too? So it depends. You can kind of arrange it how you like. Mm -hmm. If you're doing
1: both morning and evening prayer, Mm -hmm. then... There's a psalm for the morning prayer, which is what you do in morning prayer. Mm-hmm. There's a different psalm for evening prayer. So that would be uh, okay. different. switch. But there's only three readings for each day. I was so, wondering. Old Testament, Epistle, yeah. and Gospel. We did the so, evening prayer yeah.
0: last night. And I was like, that's the reading from this it's morning. It's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like, if you were going to be doing both, uh-huh. like, which I've done with the little podcast, because there's an evening one too, although it's not called Evening at yeah. of the office, it's called something yeah, else. Yeah, it is. It's an a, evening of prayer or something. It's something else. I have yeah. it on there. Um, but... Uh, but, like, I would, like, skip the gospel in morning prayer because uh. I only do the gospel. So that's the way I do yeah, it. What I'm sense. doing both is, like, the psalms are different, so you do the psalms, mm-hmm. but the Old Testament and epistle in the morning, the gospel in the evening, mm. and then... You're to write those guys. Tell them to change that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Just um, for me. <laughs> but then there's actually, there's two there's two years of the lectionary. So it's the... the the cycle of readings cycles every two years. Mm-hmm. So there's readings for that day from the other year. Mm-hmm. So like at seminary, we do morning and evening prayer every single day in the chapel, mm-hmm. but we wanted to still have two readings, but there's only three for that day. Mm-hmm. So what you do when you do that is you have the old Testament for that day and and the epistle in the morning, and then you have the Old Testament from the other year for that day, oh, wow. and then the Gospel in the evening. Interesting. And then like you're just you're just
0: getting lots and lots yes, of scripture, lot, which yeah. is a good thing. <laughs> a Good thing indeed. Yeah. So does the lectionary hit every single verse of the Bible? At not some point? every
1: single verse. Okay. So certainly not the Sunday lectionary. That's like a small. Sure. Portion, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did once if a week, you did morning yeah.
0: prayer, yeah. Let's say just morning prayer. If mm-hmm. you did it for five years, would you have read the whole Bible? Almost. almost i mean if you
1: did it for 2 years it would have so almost. 2 years is the whole yeah. thing okay it's it's but there's a so there's not much from chronicles because chronicles and kings are very similar ah. they're like these historical ones and it's just too repetitious and they're both long so they just didn't put chronicles in there which chronicles is worth going and reading on its own as well um, i prefer and narnia and it's not it like yeah that's right <laughs> chronicles of <laughs> um, uh, and it's not totally complete like it's mm. like it's not like it's every single verse of every book that it goes through necessarily, mm-hmm. but if you do morning prayer and do the three readings every morning for two years, you will have read most of the Bible. That's cool. Like a, a hu- like a like ninety well, like percent. One month down. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's good. And so, um, and if you if you're doing morning and evening prayer, uh, and so you're doing the Psalms for each then you would be doing all of the Psalms every seven weeks. So you'd be going through all the Psalms every seven weeks. Okay. Yeah. Because Psalms are like the heart and soul of prayer in the church. It's like the soundtrack Mm -hmm. of the Bible. And so like you're learning the songs. Soundtrack of the Bible. Soundtrack of the Bible. Mm. Yeah.
0: I feel like if we were to actually edit this video like real people, we could like put like random things like soundtrack of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be like a (laughs) sticker. Too bad no one will ever see the cool Hand motions we're doing now. <laughs> so, so the last thing about that is yeah. um, I know I talked to you about this book. I don't remember if we talked about it in the podcast, but I finally finished that book, Lamb,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is it's about, you know, it's obviously fictional based on some. Lambs things, are real. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it chronicles Jesus' life in the spots that aren't covered in the Bible from like, you know, uh, when he yes. was a kid, I mean, it's, it's from, so it's stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's from being yeah. a kid, uh, to, mm. to his crucifixion yeah. thereafter, I guess. But, yeah. but it's from the perspective of his best friend growing up, Biff. Biff and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not recommend this book to you don't? our listeners oh, because okay. there's, if you, if you can handle yeah. a lot of, um, off-color things oh, okay gotcha. <laughs> there's yes, a yes. lot of that in there yeah. It's it's yeah. uh it's, yeah it, it's but mm-hmm. but the reason i say it is i i i'd give the book a solid six like i enjoyed it okay but, but cool. you know it's not like it's gonna change your life what it did yeah. change is like like the the morning prayer this morning it's mm-hmm. like it really personifies jesus yeah in a cool way like too too much i think in the book you know yeah, yeah, yeah where he's like it doesn't actually even make theological sense to me but <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> but just kind of taking him as a person yeah it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool to see him that mm-hmm. way like like he's just sitting here and you're talking to him rather than yeah. like this figure you yeah. know <laughs> no
1: absolutely and that i think that that you know i i Again, there's probably lots of problems with that book.
0: It tons. Um, but as you've said. <laughs> Someday I want you like, to read it uh, so we can Yeah, talk I, I will.
1: <laughs> that would be fun Um But like that gift out of there, like the humanizing Jesus a little bit. Like it, if you don't know a lot about like first century, second temple Judaism, Middle Eastern culture, mm-hmm. like you don't get how like sometimes funny Jesus is or yeah. like just like. The disciples and like all these stories, and like they're very. I've heard people say the same thing about the show The Chosen, which I've not seen. I still want to watch that too. I haven't seen it. But like, again, I'm sure it's not perfect Mm -hmm. because no sort of like extra scriptural, sort of like creative expressions of those things are ever perfect, like Passion of the Christ or anything. Like, and sometimes the less they're trying to be perfect, like, one of the things about like a book like that is Mm -hmm. like. If it's called Lamb and it's told sort of tongue in cheek from Biff, his best friend growing <laughs> yeah. up, like at least you know it's like, it's not trying to be historically
0: accurate. So people right. know it's like, yeah, this isn't he theology has, here. And he has an like afterword at yeah. the end of the book where yeah. he basically addresses all that. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. He's yeah. like, this isn't, you know, yeah. quit trying to make something more out of it than it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So,
1: like, You want to be like, obviously, it can go both ways with character, like putting a lot of character to Jesus. Because one, we do miss a lot in the Gospels because we often read them very formally in church. right. But like, sometimes it's like, this is like, you know, when I'm reading the Gospel, I'm standing up. I've signed the cross over the gospel and then we've all signed it over ourselves and we've bowed at it right and then we're reading it Mm -hmm. and it's like maybe jesus was like teasing the disciples (laughs) and like making a joke but i can't read it like that exactly because it's like a formal proclamation but that happens all the time and pa or paul like in some of his like letters to corinthians Mm. he's like He's like being ironic and yeah. funny and like all these things, and uh, and that that is an important
0: dimension yeah. of the scriptures. Bring you, out when you read Jesus like a person. He's, yeah, he's got some zingers, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: He's hilarious, <laughs> funny. and poignant,
1: and like man, like I mean, you could always
0: just like like just feel him going. Yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just,
1: yeah. You like, can. Dude, how do yeah. you?
0: Come on, guys. Or just like playing. It's funny.
1: It's it's good. And like
0: sometimes he's being
1: like he's responding to the Pharisees or someone, one of his enemies. And you can see how it's like he's taking them seriously. Mm. He's like responding poignantly. But he's also like trying to get them to like lighten up and like see what's going on. And Uh there is that kind of like. You can, like, it seems like with some of them when he's responding, because we don't get a whole lot of, like, who it was. Like, the Pharisees over here, the Pharisees over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were different groups. So, like, and some of them became Christians Mm -hmm. later, you know? Like, so it seems like some of them he's just like, okay, these people are hopeless. They just need a a real confrontational (laughs) answer. But then sometimes it's like, come on, like, look, you guys are so close. Like, just, if you can just be humble about this one thing about Mm -hmm. holiness like you'd be there. And so you can kind of see him like yeah. there, there's all sorts the, of, the plot of the there.
0: book is mm-hmm. that he's, he basically goes to find the three wise men. Oh, cool. Cause he's supposed to like learn something from each of them. Oh, that's And so he finds mm-hmm. that he goes East, you know, yeah, and he spends his time there learning, you know, from the spending time in like a interest, uh, uh, Biff does no 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 Jesus does oh okay so see that's uh, heretical. exactly that's yeah a- <laughs> but but the, all, the, all three are from like different kind of yeah. cultural backgrounds I guess okay. so he goes to like a monastery and it goes to uh, mm-hmm. I don't know it's like I think like China and India and somewhere yeah. else I don't remember okay we are getting <laughs> spookily into the story of Job already. oh this is weird like, we gotta. <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. we should just bounce Maybe into we should it, do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've talked uh, for about 14 years about things that aren't that, which I That's know right. certain listeners love. And
1: some listeners really love. Really love. Those are the two kinds of listeners. Yeah, Those it. who love it and those who really love the banter. Um, so, yeah. who's Job? So, Job is, well, he's the main character... Of a book in the Bible. And so Job. What's will be, the book called? It's called the Book of Job, oh. actually. But <laughs> he's the titular character wow. <laughs> of the book of Job. And he is super famous. Um, obviously, like sometimes people in Christian circles, you can kind of bring up Job, and by name, you know, you will know that you have brought up the the issue that the book of Job is kind of about. Which, is, which it is it's it's like basically why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a in in the in theology, like in or philosophy, we call it the problem of evil. Like if God is good, why are
0: bad things happening all the time? Which I Although, think we covered in a podcast question. Yes, that's right, that's mm-hmm. right.
1: Um, and usually, this is presented to us. Um, so sometimes it's paired like why do good things happen? Or why do bad things happen to good people and why do bad things happen to good people? I actually think those are very different questions, yeah. though they have kind of the same answer. I could um, that. But, um But why do bad things happen to good people is more answered by other places in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. But this is like Job is... Well, let me give my one-minute summary. Okay. Okay. Um, one Should I time? Yeah, well, yeah. No, right. not, don't time me. Don't oh, time man. me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Job is a holy and righteous man, perfect in every way. And basically he is uh, the Satan, the accuser um, of God's divine counsel, an angel of some kind who, you know, like... Um, is associated with actual well. I'm getting off the one minute summary here. Anyway, <laughs> basically, his life gets uh, turned right upside down, uh-huh. much like the French Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ooh, um, and um, <laughs> he basically he all of his kids die, all of his flocks are taken, he loses everything. He's in. He loses his health. He's like covered in boils. His wife is like, this is your fault. You should you should just curse God and die. And then when he's sitting in the dust in the Spousal middle of the support. road, miserable, physically, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, in every way you possibly can, a bunch of friends come and they want to cheer him up by telling him how he must have done something evil. And like he's there. They have a big argument. Um, And then he basically gets fed up with them. Uh, One other friend comes in, but we'll get to that. Um, And he demands like uh, God answer him. And out of the whirlwind, actually, we had um, at UT when I was there um, as the chaplain, we did a series called Out of the Whirlwind after uh, Hurricane Harvey that had come through. And, Mm -hmm. of course, it had done so much damage in Houston, Mm -hmm. which is where a lot of folks were from. And so the question was, like, why? Why, why does evil happen? happen? Yeah, you know, like why fair. do bad things happen? Mm-hmm. Um, did you come up with that? I did. Yeah. yeah look at and you. so, but it's interesting <laughs> because th- that's how God uh-huh. appears is in a whirlwind before Job. And then he starts answering, well, actually asking questions, And but there's a back and forth between him and Job. That's cool. Um, and, uh, and it basically kind of addresses the question, though not in the way uh, exactly
0: that that we would think. I so, feel like I should have read the book of Job before we did yeah, this. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can explain it to me as yeah, if I have no idea. Yeah.
1: But that's that's the basic idea. So it okay. is in a narrative form. Mm-hmm. It's like what it it's the story of a good person, unquestionably good, who everything terrible that you can imagine happening to someone happens to and then what God says in response of it. So the cool thing about the book of Job though is it is probably the oldest Book in the Bible, not necessarily the oldest story in the Bible, Mm -hmm. but when like scholars look at like the language and the name places and stuff like that that are used there, it was probably came into the current form that we have in the scriptures before any other book Mm -hmm. um, did, uh, and sort of preserved in that way. Now, uh, so that makes Job probably at least thirty five hundred years old, like the written form we have now, which is pretty cool. But the the cool thing about that is like this is very much for mo- for it makes it it's even though it's so old the reason why it's so old and been preserved is it is a spiritually relevant question for every believer everyone uh, all, all the jews all the christians everyone who comes to believe in a good god c- has to confront at some point mm-hmm. like why do bad things happen and if not in a hurricane or a tsunami or something like that mm-hmm. then like It'll only take about five minutes for something bad to happen to you. And our first response is like, hey, I thought I was on your team, good God. Like, what? what's going on? So so I Do think we, that testifies to its, like, deep spiritual relevance. It's mm. still, some people, like, it's the only book of the Old Testament they've read all the way through. Wow! Because at some point, they went through some crap in their life. Yeah. And someone was like, go read the book mm. of Job. Um, Do we know who wrote it? I did. No, just, no, we (laughs) have no idea. Probably, you know, it, again, it was probably written down around 3,500 years ago. Wow. Um, Judging, again, this is just scholarship. It's not like tradition or anything like that. Um, Do we looking at the, at the language, but like it was very likely passed down orally or even in other written forms
0: long before that. So it's probably pretty old. Do we see it as more, we meaning, I guess, Episcopalians, like, do we see it as more of a like allegory, like a parable type thing? Or do we yeah. see it as this is a thing that happened?
1: Yeah, it's definitely like a parable okay. type of thing. So it's not one of the historical books. It's mm-hmm. not like about, um, you know, uh, uh, Jeremiah. Or, I'm sorry, that's the prophet. But it's not like about Moses or something like that mm-hmm.
0: or, or Joshua. It's more we're like just talking about history. Creation, where we're, you know, we. that's how we believe it yeah. and see it. But it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like... Adam was this, but it's really also specific. Not like
1: like the the like Genesis um, and those especially the beginning parts. Yeah. is a little different in that it is like very a very spiritualized story. Oh yeah. So this is not it's not allegorical, right? Like there's no talking snakes and a garden and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It is written as like um, an episode in someone's life. Um, there's a little bit of uh, you know. Um, revelation at the beginning when you know god's in his heavenly council and like this angel appears to him and stuff like that mm. and like but it's through the narrative but yes it's to, to answer your question like it's not like there's any like indication of like this it happened in this time and in this place or okay. whatever you know like yeah when the bible is trying to tell it's you kind of set a strictly historical that. thing mm-hmm. that's what it says like in the reign of blah 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 the blah 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 you know Um, that's this weird.
0: You know how, like you'll just have like a weird nugget of a memory that, yeah, that has no context. Yeah. And (laughs) there's with the book of Job, Mm -hmm. I feel like for the folks who like have to try to prove that creation and Noah's ark and all that stuff happened, Mm -hmm. like the people who ask where dinosaurs, why aren't dinosaurs in the Bible? Yeah. I feel like there's some mention of a dragon or something in the book of Job. And that's what I remember someone going. The Leviathan. Well, obviously, that's dinosaurs for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, taking it way out of context (laughs) there, that's not, it's not really a dinosaur. Um, It's actually a sea monster, uh, which is cool. But it's like, it's like a, a. Well, we'll get to it. Loch Ness monster, yeah, yeah, worse than the lock. or better, depending on. Go on, yeah, that's right. But yeah, well, why don't we just dive in and we'll go go through it? So, um, so like I said, the the whole context of this book is about the question, um, like, is God just? Is God good and just? And does God run the universe based on that justice? You know, like. And it would because it would appear that things don't run perfectly justly in the universe. Um, And so given that, how do we how do we talk about how do we understand um, when something that seems to us to be very straightforwardly unjust happens in a universe that is created and ruled by a perfectly just God. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, the basic story is like this. Um, And again, it's long and it's kind of complicated. We won't dive into all like the philosophical back and forth of every one of his friends that come and try and like, (laughs) quote unquote, cheer him up or really cheer him down. Um, (laughs) Like, uh but just to go over the thing and we'll and we'll talk about kind of the big pattern cuz the big thing is I want so I want to talk about how it addresses that question mm-hmm. cuz for most people who read it mm-hmm. um, spiritually like that's the thing that usually confronts us for sure. that we want to get out of it yes. but as christians looking back on this the earliest book ever written down there's actually a huge like christological thing so something about christ
0: that is in there job is considered a type of Christ. I I started to hear it as soon as you started talking about who Job was. I'm like, ah
1: yeah, that's right. (laughs) Making parallels. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's right. And that is also like, again, on purpose. Like uh, so, so okay, here's here's the story. Uh, It opens up and and it this is why we think it's like a parable too. You know, like it's like a perfect storytelling thing. It's not complicated or nuanced. It's like, hey, here's Job. He is righteous. He is blameless <laughs> Here's this and he honors God. He is the perfect human being oh. like in a certain sense, right? Mm-hmm. He's like everything that the scriptures tell us a, a human should be does everything right. Can relate. Uh, and he's blameless. He does it perfectly and he honors God in all that he does, which mm. is, which is part of that. He's so righteous that we, Uh, you know smash cut to heaven where god is sitting on his heavenly throne and he's surrounded by the his council his divine council which is all the angels who like helped him do things you know like Mm -hmm. so god always works conciliarly like he works through others you know like spiritually as well as physically this is why it's always like Jesus can do stuff for us, but he wants us to go and do those things as well. He invites us into his ministry, Mm. right? That's uh, here, the oldest (laughs) book, right? That's what God's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So he brings up, he's got all of his angels up there. And he says like, um, oh, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, the Satan, the accuser, which is a title um it's probably referring to the Archangel Samel, um, who is basically the uh the axeman of the Heavenly Council in Jewish tradition. Axeman. He's, yeah, yeah. He's like What's that? The Axeman? <laughs> like, you know, the what
0: <laughs> Executioner? Har- yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> the the person who does the dirty work. Ooh, um, so right. in Jewish tradition, he's associated with being the angel of death that went over Egypt and killed oh, all the snap. firstborn sons okay. or the one who like goes and afflicts the Israelites who like are being naughty in the wilderness <laughs> or whatever. That's Sam L. And so he is the accuser. Uh, is that Sam L. Jackson? Mm-hmm. Sam L. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> So he's called the Satan, which, mm-hmm. of course, we think of Satan usually as a proper name, but it means the accuser. It's sort of like the divine prosecutor. Mm-hmm. When God is sitting on his throne with his counsel around him, mm-hmm. that's a heavenly court, right? Like mm-hmm. a king with his courtiers. Mm-hmm. And so he's the one that judges, right? And Makes decisions. And so this angel over here comes up and says, like, oh, this person's good. And Samuel's over there like, no, he's not. Like he did not even you know Man. right, so that's the sense we kind of get in tradition. It's Krampus as well, yeah, exactly. That's right. He's <laughs> the one that brings coal, um, and he's also like he. I mean, he does become like synonymous with, uh, like when Jesus says, "I saw Satan fall like lightning." So mm-hmm. like in when we get to Jesus, like it's clear like Samuel has is a fallen angel. So mm-hmm. like he got so mad about these humans doing naughty things and then God forgiving them all the time. Cause he is the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wants us to get punished, you know, like yeah, he wants yeah, to afflict yeah. us. So, but in any case at this point, Wait, so is,
0: what's the difference between him and Lucifer?
1: So Lucifer is a little different. So Lucifer is here. I'm drawing more from uh, tradition, but Lucifer sure. means the light bringer. Okay, and so like Lucifer would be more be associated with the devil. Um, mm-hmm. and so like that's where you kind of get the the sense of like the highest angel, like the one closest to God's light, mm-hmm. and. God, you know, he delegates, right? So, like, his job is to bring the light down to the next thing, and, like, Mm -hmm. he wants to work through things. So, when we talk about the fall of the angels, when a third of the angels fell, Mm -hmm. um, Lucifer... Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like in the... (laughs) Apocalyptic literature, right? Oh, okay. Again, it's not like, yeah. oh, there were a thou- uh, 999, 333, you know, it's not, but that's rough that's, numbers. That's, <laughs> it's rough numbers. And that symbol comes up over and over again. Like in Revelation, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, that's what God is restoring. And he's restoring the fallen angels it's with. It's like an Icarus sort of story? Mm, that, no, no a little not too exactly. high. No, well, actually, too- no. He was super high, yeah. but then he. Uh, You know, again, this is the tradition, like Mm -hmm. he despised humanity because humans are like the below the angels, Mm -hmm. all of the angels. We may be the highest of the creatures, but we're this material being who is was like dumb and Disgusting. like can't see exactly. <laughs> and like, look at us. <laughs> so the idea that God, and when, remember when we were created, mm-hmm. we were created in the image of likeness of God. Lucifer was not created in the image and likeness of God, you know, like okay. in that same way, we are the center of creation. And yeah. so he's like real mad that basically not just his younger brother, angel, who's lesser than him, But this whole other order of created being that is lesser than even the worst, dumbest angel ever made, Mm -hmm. um, like the least powerful, least glorious, even lower than that is us. And yet we are the ones in whom God wants to dwell directly Mm. and glorify the spiritual and material created universe through. So it's like, whew, he got real mad. (laughs) He's proud, right? And so you'll notice, right? Like. Every, like, so many stories in the Old Testament are older brother and younger brother stories. You know, Cain and Abel, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, Isaac and Jacob, or, or, yeah, I'm sorry, Jacob and Esau, Esau. Mm -hmm. and, like, all the stuff, things we've talked about before. This is part of it. It's, like, when we see the powerful despising the weaker Mm -hmm. in the world, like, that is devilish in that way because we're (coughs) imitating that Whereas like God deliberately always it, is always choosing the younger mm-hmm. to bless the older through him. But if the elder one can be humble enough to receive that blessing, yeah. it's like God is always reversing is the roles there, raising up the Not very common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, why did Jesus come so long after Adam, right? Why not start with Jesus? Well, because even God became the younger brother of humanity, the Mm -hmm. son of man in order to glorify creation and humbled himself to the lowest point. A human being could be right. A slave crucified on a cross and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. cool. So that's, that's what, so that would be Lucifer, Mm -hmm. the light bringer who falls and he becomes like the devil, the divider, whereas he was supposed to be like the uniter, Mm -hmm. the one who, you know, is up, directing things to god and now he uh and unifying people but now he tries to divide people mm. and and direct people away from god because of his hatred for god which he can't do anything about because no matter if you're the highest <laughs> angel or the lowest like god is infinite like you're still finite you know mm-hmm. um and so how what does he attack he attacks human beings does the bible ever
0: talk about god creating the angels
1: not well i mean it does in certain point not in in like genesis right right there's um extra biblical literature that talks about that there's certainly lots of traditions even ones that jesus talks about or the apostles mm-hmm. about that kind of area um basically the the sort of second temple jewish literature the majority consensus is like the angels were created on the first day of creation. So sometimes you'll see religious, like traditions in there, both Christian and Jewish talking about the knowledge of the first day or something like that. Um, Because just like, um, well, I guess not Icarus, but it's kind of like Icarus, (laughs) but like Prometheus, the story of, uh, or uh, the Apkalu, which is like a, a Babylonian story about a bunch of angels, gods that, Bring forbidden knowledge to humans. Yeah, the Abkalu, the Abkalu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and then they're like they're, they fight with the Most High God, and they're thrown into the pit mm. for what they do, like Prometheus. And in the pagan stories, they're always cast kind of as heroes, um, whereas in the Christian story, in the or in the Jewish story as well, uh, in Genesis, it's like no, those god those fallen those were fallen angels mm. who were bringing us knowledge and wisdom of a sense mm. but it's like wisdom of war and astrology and witchcraft and things things and who's like right? that yeah exactly who's I mean, right who, and and that and that's not distinct from the pagan stories either but they just thought those were good things yeah. like yeah they taught us to make war and do rich, you know like all Wait this stuff minute. and so it's interesting because you see the 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 flip side of that in judaism which uniquely is like no this was evil like those mm. gods they brought us knowledge and it did some good things but they were condemned because they did that on purpose to mm. uh give us knowledge that we weren't ready for right which is the same the it's true it's the tree of knowledge yeah. eat, right <laughs> it's like god wanted us to eat that fruit eventually yeah. once we had like grown yeah. in in uh infants, when, if we had, yeah <laughs> if we'd eaten from the tree of life mm-hmm. first right get that eternal life uh, uh, the the life of god that is perfect charity mm-hmm. and then you can handle power right because power without love without mm-hmm. charity is brutality which mm-hmm. is what the fallen angels are all about and that's what they teach people brutality that's what Cain exercises and then teaches his kids and then by the seventh generation Lamech Is like, he's like, I'm seven, I'm better than my ancestor Cain because if someone hurts me, I won't just hurt them back. I'll hurt them and their family and seven to the seventh generation. It's like, so you see it like it gets out of hand (laughs) real
0: quick, you know? Like, but anyway. We really so, need to record more often because these questions keep popping in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you that. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you that. But yeah. none of them actually pertain to what we're talking about. So. This does pertain, <laughs> but it's sort of like off. That does. Side note. But, but the actually, ones I've thought like, of since
1: then do yes, not. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's, it's a good, like that opening scene mm-hmm. of God sitting on his throne with a divine counsel, with the Satan, the accuser, who, you know, eventually becomes one of these fallen That's angels. It's pretty wild to think about. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's... Yeah, um, He ends up not liking the people he's prosecuting. Um, That does. A lot of times we don't know the context for that. So it just seems like, eh, I don't know. I guess that's how they set up the story, but that's drawing on a whole worldview, a biblical worldview that's consistent from Genesis through revelation. Basically Mm. it's the same divine council, the, the divine throne room that Mm. revelation and starts off in, you know? Um, So how do I get on that council? Well, that's, God wants, God is like, <laughs> hey, I made these angels like humans, they have free will. A third of them fell. Mm. So most of the scriptures are about human beings coming, what? The holy ones, which we translate as saints, Mm. which also means the shining ones, shining like the stars in the sky. (sighs) The stars are the material expression of the angels. When it talks about a third of the angels falling, Mm -hmm. it says, you know, a third of the stars fell from the sky. So God is making new stars, people who can uh, judge wisely and with charity and love. And where is he getting that? He's growing them in human beings. (gasps) So it's, it's divinite <laughs> when in revelation, when John is taken up to the heavenly throne room, mm-hmm. it's human beings. He finds 24 elders what? there and 24 is one third of the 72 elders that represent the nations and like, Man. so it's like that one third thing comes up a mm-hmm. lot. Because it's like the people of God will replace that missing third.
0: You think it's full? Yeah.
1: No, no. So, yeah. Like, we don't. again, we don't want to over-literalize these numbers. Like, for a long time, Jehovah's Witnesses were like, there's only 12,000 people going to heaven. Because that's what it says. No, well, maybe it's 144,000. Yeah, like, 144,000. Yeah, yeah. But then they got bigger than that. So, they're like, well, and and there's Plus a few more. Yeah, that's right. But so, no. They, they're symbolic numbers meant to they they, they all are, are have deep meanings mm-hmm. but it's not like a, well that's it okay gates close heaven's <laughs> over um so yeah yeah but that's okay. that's exactly right so saint it's, paul talks god's about vestry like, yeah that's right it is it is um And St. Paul talks about, don't you know that you will judge angels, right? Which judge means like judgment in a court. But more than that, judge means rule, Mm -hmm. right? It means put things in its proper place. Mm -hmm. And so like he talks to you like, you know, for a little while, I think in Hebrews, men were made but a little lower than the angels. Mm -hmm. But now because of Christ coming down to where we are and then even lower Mm -hmm. and then being raised up, like we are being... Brought up into that heavenly place as well. So that's the whole Christian life is learning. Like when Jesus says like, um, you know, he give, he tells a parable about a ruler who gives some money to different people. And when he comes back, depending on what they've done with it, one person took their coin and turned it into 10 coins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, give him 10 cities and give him. And it's like, you buried your coin under the, the, you didn't even get interest on it. Well, then like take his away and give it to the guy with 10. Um and those who you know, like uh those who do well in what is little will be given what is greater. And so he's not talking about their like prosperity gospel, like, hey, mm-hmm. oh yeah, if you give your ten dollars to the church, you'll get a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, like
0: it's no, not working. That's... No.
1: It's talking about it's talking about like what you do with your life. Hide it if under you... a bushel, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Um I'm going to let it shine. But that is exactly the thing. It's like we're, he wants us to shine with his glory now in the really difficult world that we're in again, coming back to Jeff. We're going to have to really speed through it when we get there. But, um, because, because uh, he's
0: creating Linton supper in 40 minutes. Yeah. That's right. Okay, cool.
1: Um, because he's creating people who, who are able to judge wisely in the way that the great lucifer right again like it sound we that we have a terrible connotation with that name now but it would have been a glorious name for an angel right lucifer the bringer of light i know and it's like but he was so great and he was too proud you know like and so so that pride made him fall he's the one who tempts in the um in the garden he's the the nakash that comes to him nakash yeah so anyway okay let's Gosh. let's do let's do joe let's talk about joe so we'll just quickly address the problem of evil now and then um <laughs> so okay so the key thing is like in the setup mm-hmm. which the divine council thing would have been familiar so people wouldn't would have been like okay yeah god says like uh, or or samuel says like hey this uh um or, or who amongst my people is is righteous and um uh, God says, you know, Job is righteous. Who could be compared to this blameless and righteous Job? So God issues a judgment on Job's life at the very beginning. That's why. He is blameless and righteous. He's 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 got it going on. Nothing wrong with Job. <laughs> I'm God. I can't find a thing wrong with him. But then the Satan, the accuser, mm-hmm. comes and says, Aha, but, God, Job is righteous and blameless, but... I found a flaw in your reasoning. Like he is very wealthy, he has a wonderful family, he has all these flocks. You treat him so well. Of course, he's going to be righteous and blameless. If things if you didn't if things weren't going so well for him, he would surely <laughs> curse you. You know, he'd be evil. He would steal. He would you know like all all these things. And God says, um, hmm, "I don't think that's true." But Samuel says. Let me go and take and like test him. <laughs> you sucks. know, that's my job. I'm the tester. And God says, "Okay, you can do anything you want to him, but you can't kill him." And so um, the Satan goes, and uh, he he uh, he goes and he afflicts Job with every single thing that you could possibly yeah. imagine. Like all the from things, death. Yeah. all the things. His kids are hanging out having dinner. There's an earthquake. The house falls down on them. They're dead. Um, his flocks get stolen or killed. Same. Or whatever. I was like, like you only yeah, said I couldn't kill that's him. Right, not that's kids. right. That's right. So <laughs> like he loses all of his family, which family, it's not just like, oh, those cool people I hang out with that I love. It's also like your future, right? Like mm-hmm. they didn't even have like a super developed idea of the afterlife with the resurrection, and all that stuff. Certainly 3,500 years ago at this point, it's like your future is like your future descendants mm. and like when you die you're gathered to your ancestors and your ancestors will be gathered to you so if your line cuts off like that's it for you no one will remember you you'll be there in the afterlife just with your grandpa and that's it no one else coming <laughs> you know it's like a bad thing <laughs> yeah um it's it, that so like your children are you in a sense so get takes the all that away from him um and uh and finally like he's basically just left with his wife and and his wife is like, "Get out of here! Um, you have obviously done something evil. Just curse God and die. Like it would, it would be better for you just to be dead than what you are now." And part my of wife that... says that to me all the time I too. Know, that's yeah. a... So it's that's a biblical marriage. Um, so
0: um, just die, yeah, man. <laughs> God, what are you doing yeah. <laughs> uh, oh
1: did i mention the illnesses it's like his body his health also everything yeah. boils, boils and, yeah all the stuff he can't even like sit comfortably anywhere yeah. so he basically covers himself with sackcloth and ashes and goes out to the street and uh, all of his money's taken away his friends abandon him everything and uh, he just sits there and um that's uh that's it well luckily three of his friends come along now interestingly job is not an israelite Neither are his three friends. There's no Israelites in this. Okay. There's no Hebrews in this, which is interesting because it's, it's a Hebrew. They're actually, so, Um. well, they're from these different countries. Um. There's, sorry. Uh, does it say? Yes, it does. Uh, it's Eliphaz the Temanite, oh. Bildad the Shirite. Bildad. So I wrote it down, but I am having trouble reading it. I'm sorry. You've
0: got to bring some of these names back. <laughs> yeah. Bildad. So far. <laughs> um and then so there's far, a guy that's the named Alitu heard
1: who comes in briefly but like he um he just uh, uh, is in and out kind of uh, then and now his name is a hebrew name but it says it doesn't say he's from Israel, either, okay, okay. but it's cool. It's kind of fitting. So, his, but so Job is not. he This is supposedly happening in like the land of Ooze, so far away from Israel. So it kind of starts off it's like in a long time ago in a land far away kind of mm-hmm, thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, clearly in the sort of uh, the tone of a parable. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there he is. His three friends come along, and they represent different nations, right? And they kind of, as we see, they get into a back and forth, a tete a tete with Ooh, Job. So tete-tete. they see Job. He's there. He is. Um, uh, he's um, on the ground, covered in ashes. All these terrible things happening to him. Job tells him what them what happened, and then each of them responds to Job, and then he responds back, and it goes through each. One and they both, and these three people they kind of represent different arguments, Mm -hmm. the best arguments of ancient thought about why evil happens. Mm. Um, and so basically, Job fights them on everything so like um job basically his argument is that he is innocent mm-hmm. he is innocent um my suffering is not divine justice and so where he comes back and forth and he job flips around a lot he's obviously in a real bad place <laughs> and he's written like that he's like oh everything is terrible and like why doesn't god just kill me and I'm like oh no but like god doesn't uh, control the world or god does or you're like oh i can't even imagine a world that god you know like he's like arguing with himself basically. yes yes he is he is very accurately portrayed as a man who is in great suffering yeah. and grief and like mm-hmm. despair so um so, so never but, curses god huh? yes he never curses god a boy, that's right so he's left with two solutions either god doesn't run the world According to justice, which he proposes, or God is just unjust, you know, like he does run the world, but he is unjust. Mm. Um, And he's like proposing these back and forth, but he maintains he's innocent and the early philosophy there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, hanging out in the ancient world, there wasn't a lot else to do. It's like, (laughs) let's talk about uh, concepts. Uh, So his friends go through and they each have sort of a different perspective. But basically, they all start with the idea that God is just. Um, but they have basically they all want to say but god's runs the world according to justice so in one way or the other they all come back to the idea that job must have sinned mm-hmm. somewhere you know mm-hmm. like sorry buddy like i know you're saying you're innocent you didn't do this yep, but like obviously bad things are happening to you mm-hmm. therefore who you, you must have who done did something. you murder exactly <laughs> exactly it's like no god is just and god does run the world so Fess up mm-hmm. is basically. Yeah. And like, he's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, Oh, I can't even imagine why this is happening. And it's like, it's shaking Job's, not just his yeah. comfort or, you know, his love for his family or anything like that. Repent and thou shalt be like, saved, man. But he can't because he's too <laughs> honest. You know, like yeah. that's another thing. He's like, I, if I knew something I'd done wrong, I wish I knew because I would repent it, mm-hmm. but I haven't. It's like, He's too blameless to even try to repent for something that's that pretty wild. Done.
0: To like, yeah, try really, really, really hard to mm-hmm. think about something wrong or bad you've done, and mm-hmm. not be able to think of something. Yes, I'm like I got one right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. I don't, I
1: don't open that box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I am blameless. Kidding. It's Lent, so I'm. I am just blameless. Pouring that box. <laughs> Um, There's always someone else to blame. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: So um, so basically, Job uh, finally comes back with like, he's innocent and he he's like, you guys do not know what the heck's going on. So I demand that God hears my claim. Like, I, I am innocent. That's it. Like, I haven't done anything. I know I haven't done anything. So like, God, you come down and you explain to me what the answer to this question is. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, if you're so good and just... Which I want to believe, like he can't Mm -hmm. even like bear not believing that, even though he can consider it. Mm -hmm. It's like, come and tell me what the heck is going on. Almighty, answer me. Now, right
0: before God shows up. Does he beam down? (laughs)
1: Yes, he does. In a whirlwind. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So right before God shows Mm -hmm. up, a fourth character shows up, a friend of Job, real quick. Now, his name is... Elihu, which Elihu? is kind of a clue because it's he's apparently from another country that isn't Israel, but that's an Israelite name. So it's Elihu? kind of like Elihu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he comes and he has a different answer that God is just. And so, of course, the world runs according to his justice in some way. But it's possible that he didn't sin before. But he suggests that maybe suffering, it could be a warning to avoid a future sin, or it could be because it builds character. It could be because of these things. And he, he also says like, don't accuse God of, mm. of, uh, of evil because there are these other reasons, not in your past that you've done something evil, but like maybe there are these reasons that suffering happens, mm. you know, like that are it's not necessarily that, you, but yes. Yeah. That lead to a greater good.
0: Mm. Um but he doesn't like explain any of that. Is, it, it then, is anything like uh like yeah. sins of your father ever brought up? Anything yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know
1: if it's specifically in that, but it's like yeah. part of the tradition of well, like when
0: like maybe Jesus, your dad was the worst. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When
1: Jesus um yeah. uh, heals the blind man, mm-hmm. people were like or it was because his disciples asked who sinned this man or his father mm. that he was born blind. You know, like uh, they're yes. like someone sinned, right? Because they were still in that thing. That's crazy. They had yeah. not read Job, where it's like <laughs> something bad happened to you. Therefore, someone did something. That's you know, crazy. like <laughs> that's funny. So, um,
0: another parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Robert.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, because of course he doesn't, he doesn't answer the question, right? <laughs> Jesus doesn't. And yeah. neither will God in just a second here. He's, he doesn't say, Oh, his father did. He, you know, <laughs> he did not pay his taxes so. or he doesn't say the kid. And he, do, yeah. he, do, he doesn't say anything. He says, no, let the works of God be done. Mm. Like is what he says. Like he doesn't place blame on anyone or God. He says, This is what, why he's blind, like not why as in the cause, Mm -hmm. but the reason that it becomes so that he can be healed Mm -hmm. and show what God actually wants for people and not just the consequences of uh, not, not sin, but like the, the suffering that's in in like his,
0: his. Malady was not the consequence. No. It was the means for the consequence. In
1: fact, yeah. And since you're asking, this will be the means by which what God actually does, because they're saying, did God punish him or did God punish his father? He's like, no, he's here so that he can show the rewards of God, right? That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And again... (laughs) This is part of the parallels here, Mm because this is kind of what God gets to as well. So God shows up, and he has a couple of things. Job has not accused God, but Job has said, I'm not going to curse God and die, Mm -hmm. Um, but then you explain it, God. You explain it to me, okay? And God shows up, and he questions Job for quite a while, (laughs) um, and his friends. Um, He says, hey, Job, were you there uh, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Uh, were you there when I created the sun and put it in the sky? Were you there when I invented lightning and then, like, <laughs> decided where it goes? Jeez. Like, were you there, Job? Were you there when I... uh called out each star by name thus giving it being and creating it in fixing it in its place to give signs and order to all humanity like were you there oh and he like talks about all sorts of stuff he's Mm -hmm. like oh were you there when like the lions hunt and like the goats eat and like every every little detail of the universe essentially and he's like do you know about these things are you present to those (laughs) eternally and immediately all the time did you put them into order and, um, and so what he's doing there um, is, of course, he's reframing all of these questions, which mm-hmm. is a key thing. Part of the reason why people still read Job is to get perspective, not just like, oh, well, I think I've got a bad look at this Job guy. <laughs> but like, but what God answers is he's like, first, take your eyes up as terrible as all the things that have happened to you are. Take your eyes off of them for a moment And we're assuming, because these bad things have happened to you, that the universe is very unjust. Mm -hmm. But look at all the things. Like, look, the rain still falls on cue. (laughs) You know, like, the sun still rises and sets. You know, like, there's we live in a whole universe that is very ordered. And ordered towards good and beautiful and and truth and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, just remember... Mm -hmm. there's someone responsible for that. You Mm -hmm. know, like the things that are, you are suffering are not happening in isolation and they're not the only thing that is happening in the universe. Is kind of what it says. And you have no idea, (laughs) right? You have no idea what it takes to put these things in balance Mm -hmm. so that the life of the gazelle can be in balance with the life of the lion, even though one of them eats the other, you know, like all these kinds of kinds of things. Um, so he he's reminding Job and the other people that, like, they don't have the vantage point. They don't have the perspective yeah, yeah. to, like, make a judgment mm-hmm. on either way, on, like, the justice of the world or certainly the justice of God, even just the created universe. It's like, you don't know. You don't know what's going on in Molecule's in the ocean underneath the sea God does, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on in the furthest reaches of space, but God does. You can't even judge the universe, let alone the one who is created at all. And like, you know, so that's, that's one thing. So God's like, Hey, <laughs> let's think about the question here. <laughs> Job, you are not in a position to, um, to accuse me, to accuse me. He, this is where, um, where he, uh, uh, where, where God brings up uh, the sea serpent and the dragon, stuff like that, the dinosaurs. Um, he talks about even like, were you there when I, you know, wrestled with the behemoth and Leviathan? And these were pre-existing... Um, the dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. God's <laughs> wrestling the dinosaur. Yeah. Um, these, these actually show up in Revelation as well. Like Ooh. the behemoth is like, it's basically the thing that causes earthquakes. Um, oh. It's like the God of... The wildness of the land Mm -hmm. and Leviathan—the series—they're symbols of disorder and chaos. Land and sea, yeah, the land and the sea, basically, Mm -hmm. and uh, and they're considered to be like have a spiritual reality, Mm -hmm. like whether they're fallen or partially fallen or who knows, but they're considered universally to be wild, dangerous, and like not safe, right? Just because like the sea is not safe. Go out there on a kayak, you know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> could be a nice, calm day, mm-hmm. could be the sea serpent whoosh, takes you right to the <laughs> bottom. Um, and uh, so they're, they're disorder and danger. And God's like, Do you like rust like ride the behemoth for fun? I do. Did you wrestle with Leviathan <laughs> like just for a, a lark at the beginning of creation? No, I did, right? Like, That's I'm the one who like tames who created. And tames the wild things and puts them in their places. So, as you're looking around at a world and there is evil, injustice, murder, and lies, let's keep some perspective here. Um, it's very complicated. And then he continues um, basically, like the world may be um, not perfect, it may be wild, it may be dangerous, right? Bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. Because it's a free world, but it is still a good world. Mm-hmm. It's an ordered world. It's a beautiful world. And in some cases, part of the beauty of the world is because there's danger, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's one thing that this gets to, like, why God creates humans with free will. Because if we all we could do was do a good deed for our neighbor, that that would be good that we did that. But it wouldn't be love. Right. You know, it wouldn't be a real choice. It's the only thing you can do. Yeah. yeah. We would just be automatons. Mm-hmm. So a real loving act is more beautiful, even if it were imperfect, that loving act, than a perfect act done by a machine. Cause like, mm-hmm. who cares? Right. right it's like, right. it's not, nice, but, yeah. but that's, it's not a real free act. So the question of, um, why is there suffering in the world? It's not answered directly. God reframes it and he says, "One, you don't understand the world. You don't understand God, but you can understand we live we live for reasons you will never fully grasp, but we you live in an amazing world that is not designed to prevent suffering at this time. You know like yeah. it's not designed to prevent suffering. It's designed for a lot of things mm-hmm. and some of which we will never fully grasp or at least in this life where there's promise for that in the life to come. But, but like, we don't have the perspective right now to see that. And like, and it's not, but it's not designed to prevent suffering. Right. So God's world, God's the idea that if a just God had a just world, like, you know, as soon as someone killed someone that moment, they would drop dead, Mm -hmm. you know, that perfect justice, perfectly executed all the time. It's like, that's not reasonable. And Mm -hmm. you can, you can kind of see why, like, too, it's like, is it would it be the best thing in the world if every time someone hit their brother, um, they got hit by something else by, you know, the providence of God, and like every time someone killed someone, <coughs> that person would drop dead. We would probably have the most well-behaved world, <laughs> but we would never learn just
0: fear not
1: yeah. to hit our brother yeah. <laughs> because we love him, you know? Like, <laughs> right. So it's like there is this room where suffering is allowed but it also allows for freedom mm-hmm. for for that growth. So basically um Job uh um uh he God says uh, um God invites him to uh to and he says like do you want to do it? Job like do you want to be in charge of executing perfect justice at every moment? I was like, no. And so <laughs> no. where he ends with is he invites Job and us like, look, you can't understand intellectually everything. And in fact, when you're in grief, you don't really want to, uh, I've found, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like learning the explanation does not satisfy anyone right. in grief. Right. So God says, look, you can't understand. So that's good. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that. <laughs> you're not perfectly, you know, yeah. but I invite you to see change your perspective and see look the the terrible thing that has happened to you no matter what it is Mm -hmm. the worst thing in the world the holocaust like all sorts of things it's not the only thing evil and suffering in our hearts and minds wants to make itself the center of who we are and it wants us to carry it and wants us to carry resentment over it but when we do that when something bad happens to us and we carry it We are prolonging our own suffering Mm -hmm. in doing that. Yeah. So God wants to say, like, lift up your eyes. Don't pretend you're not suffering. Right. Look, but look, there is still beauty, truth, and goodness in this world. And I want you to trust that I want that for you, too, even though that's not what you're experiencing right now. And so...
0: um, That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. It is. I think... It's a beautiful... I don't know if we have a, a lot more, but just the, a second, just a moment. The, well, go ahead and I'll tell you what I've, I've leaned from this. So, okay. So
1: <laughs> the, the conclusion is Job is like, okay, yep. You got me. You got me, Lord. Thank you for appearing. And I repent, you know, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even accused you. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're then, right. You're then right. God kills him immediately. And then, no, actually, oh, no, he goes and tells his friends, Job has spoken rightly. About me, not just in retracting and repenting. This is the interesting thing Mm -hmm. in his complaining, right? Mm -hmm. In his despair, in his lamentation, in his crying out that what is happening to him is wrong and unjust and he doesn't deserve it. There's a whole book in the Old Testament called Lamentations. The whole book is that. It's like, God, why is this happening? This is terrible. Here's Mm -hmm. all the evil things. Mm -hmm. Are your people are going through when are you going to do it and like most things in scripture that are like that they end with some hope lamentations does not (laughs) it's just like and i guess i'll just die and be dead and then that'll be the end of it right god okay bye lamentations
0: like like it speaks to like the singer songwriter in me because like every every good song is a sad song to me so it's like
1: (laughs) yeah Lamentations Mm
0: -hmm. is just like it's it's like it's just someone writing yeah writing that song right (laughs) exactly
1: exactly it's a sad song it's a tragedy (laughs) um but he commends job for doing that he was like when you guys were trying to explain this stuff logically and find fault in him no mourn the terrible things that happened to you you may it may be terrible (coughs) it may be even more terrible that you can't identify a reason for it mourn that too complain to me Bring it to me. You know, like even if you bring it to me in like anger and despair, like that's still an act of trust. Mm. You are entrusting God to be able to do something with it, yeah. even if, as we know, it's not explain it intellectually, right? Right. Um, so God honors his struggle, his honesty, his prayer, and he tells the three people, "Like you spoke wrongly about me." Notice he doesn't tell that fourth person, that Israelite named mm. mm-hmm. person who popped in. Um, <laughs> and so after that, uh, basically, he Joe he tells the three friends to bring a sacrifice and give it to Job, and then Job offers that sacrifice up to God. He offers the prayer up to God. And then um, he, the the three people who sinned against him, because Job did not sin against him. He was still blameless and righteous, even in suffering. Um, they were restored to good relationship with God and Job. And then, um, he, so God heard his prayer and found it acceptable. And then Job's family and fortunes are all restored at the end. And even more than he had and before. kids come back? Yeah, I don't. I can't. Like, it's kind of ambiguous reading it. Like, you can't tell if it's like other kids from another. Or like,
0: probably should find a new
1: wife too, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, but the same wife. He's like, yeah. Hey, no. Do you yeah. redo? She's like, okay, okay. I'm glad now. Um, so everything is restored <laughs> restored more, but here's the christological point why we read Job as a type of Christ. Obviously he's suffering unjustly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's suffering on behalf of of humanity mm-hmm. because in in the face of Satan essentially. Um, but also his suffering things that he did not deserve mm-hmm. makes him righteous to offer sacrifice Mm. prayer and thanksgiving and offer up who not his stuff for the nations because those three people represent the world they are three different nations so it's like who can offer up um, an acceptable sacrifice for the whole world for the sins of the whole world (laughs) the one who suffers rightly Mm. and does not curse god but entrusts their suffering to god and that one will not only redeem the world but be redeemed himself over and above what was before so like that's a resurrection
0: blameless guy who suffers for god exactly blameless righteous (laughs)
1: unblemished offering of oneself right of one's (laughs) own life up to god so that's that's christ right there you know um and jesus is the one who then is who actually does that this is a parable jesus and this is another reason why it's a parable because like there are people who come close to this in the old testament david's Mm -hmm. close to this like they're always looking for the righteous one who can offer who can do it right who can like really bear the 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 vocation Mm -hmm. of being a Full human perfectly, and they all fail. Job doesn't fail, he's the only one that doesn't fail. That's pretty crazy, Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And until Jesus, who actually comes as an actual human being and actually does it and Mm -hmm. then redeems and actually dies, yeah, actually dies. (laughs) That's
0: right, takes us even a step Step further. further. That's Mm -hmm. right, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, so I think we're buttoning up time here, but but yes, you know how every time you read a passage or book or anything in the bible hear about it talk about it whatever you kind of glean something new yes for me this time two things yeah Um, what were they (laughs) number one (laughs) hoping if i say number one Mm -hmm. it'll come to me um i think it's it's pretty awesome how maybe it's only one thing i'll think of the other one later but it's kind of crazy how when job is questioning and whatnot Mm -hmm. the way god answers him is just like how Jesus answers people yes. when they ask him the questions. I know. It's not like, here's your answer. It's yeah. like, well, have you thought about this? Yeah. <laughs> or here's yeah. how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never just like, yeah, you know, this is because of this and this. Is yeah. you know? <laughs> and Jesus, famous for answering amazing. questions with
1: questions. <laughs> right. also, it's like, uh, what do you think about this? And well, what do you think about this? Exactly. It's questions like, on questions. Yes. <laughs> God, he has had that habit for a long uh-huh. time.
0: So it's kind of kind of wild to see God do the same thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's thirty five hundred years. Oh, yeah, thirty five hundred years ago. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. is that time right? 3,500? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's like the Ish. guesstimation. Okay. The so yeah. <laughs> uh, when we talked about uh, how basically what God's saying is there's more out there, everything's bigger than this. Yeah. It's totally proven just by us talking about him right now. Yeah. Whether he was real or not, you know, it's like, yeah, because this guy suffered 3,500 years later, yes. we're still talking about him and learning from him. Yeah, that's nuts. That's true. Like we can't fathom that as yeah. me and yeah. you. We can't think 3,500 mm-hmm. years. Someone's talking about yeah. our podcast. Yeah. You know, that's right. <laughs> and again, I don't want to say like it's just I'm, nuts. You yeah, know? yeah.
1: I, I would dismiss like it being a. A word for word historical right. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, just yeah. because, like, certainly not because of miracles. But it just seems to me, literarily, to be in the yeah. in the in the genre. Well, and as of, we've
0: discussed, it's not really like, yeah worth getting bogged down in that. Part, yeah, you yeah. Know? And so,
1: yeah, for me either. But yeah. yeah, either way. Even if it was, if it was a true historical, yeah. like word for word recollection, someone wrote it down right mm-hmm. then. It's like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and even as a parable. It's true. Well, I it's mean, like
0: you can find plenty of other examples. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, last week at the Linton thing, we were talking about yeah. Saint Margaret, and yeah. I came up to you afterward. And I was saying, true. how cool is it that this lady lived, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever yeah. it was, and she's yeah. we're still talking about her now because of what she did in her life, and exactly. she's a historical figure. That's know? right, <laughs> exactly. It's just you don't know, you know, yes. you never know what impact you're mm-hmm. making or what suffering you have may right. impact someone, whether it's at that time or mm-hmm. thousands of years later, who knows, yes. you know, it's
1: cool. Yeah. It's so true. And if you mm-hmm. look at, well, any of the saints, but St. Saint Margaret, right. Yeah, um, She was, she, we, as we went through her story, like she suffered a lot as a child growing up, she mm. suffered as a, as a queen um, and towards the end of her life. And it was the way she bore suffering mm-hmm. that made her holy and made her someone that we'd still talk about, whereas some probably some noble's wife at the same time who could have been a saint as holy as as she, mm-hmm. right? Maybe she was like, I just don't want to, you know? Yeah, I, I, everyone suffers. Mm-hmm. Like that happens to everyone. That's part of why Job's still relevant <laughs> right. 500 years later, too. But like. The choice we're given is mm-hmm. not like, oh, well, I want to choose the way where I don't suffer. You yeah. know, that's not an option. <laughs> like the choice is, you know, we all get our cross and Jesus says, take up your cross. Yeah. You know, if you take it up, take it up yourself. You'll find it's a burden not too hard to bear, right? Why? Because Christ came. He bore the the big burden of sin for us to make it so that we could take up our daily cross and add to his sacrifice Mm -hmm. he's the worthy one we're not worthy but with him like even our little tiny sufferings of like oh someone cut me off in traffic (laughs) you can offer that up to god Uh if you accept that as like oh this is a cross given to me it's an opportunity for me to raise up the glory of god Mm -hmm. which does what it forgives it reframes it says hey that person is a living image of god I don't know why they cut me off or whatever or it's like oh that person is a jerk but I forgive them because yeah. that's what Jesus did from on his cross and so I think I can forgive someone cutting me off if yeah. you know he can forgive people <laughs> nailing his hands to oh, blocks of yeah. wood. No so kidding.
0: yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well I guess we should wrap up there.
1: Let's wrap up. We have an awesome listener question about predestination
0: and the 39 thinking, articles. I wonder if we should move listener questions to the beginning. Yeah. That way we hit them. and that's then a good we question. Move. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good, good point.
1: Okay, we're, we will address that listener question, we yeah. promise, it's, uh, at the very beginning of our next episode, which will also be videoed probably. Oh, yeah. Maybe.
0: So, Michael, if you're listening, we have yes. your question and we're looking forward yes. to answering it. So. We are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess right. that wraps up today. Yes. So uh, I guess it'll be, hopefully we're going to get one more in before Easter. Yes, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, life lets us God spend. willing and the creek don't rise. <laughs> yep. But until then, if we don't catch you at Easter, have a happy Easter. Yes. Have a good rest of your Lent. Do you say that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Have yeah, a have, have a good Holy Lent. Holy Lent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As always, thank you guys. Y'all yes. the best. Like, rate, subscribe, share do all those things write us let us know how you feel about everything absolutely and, uh, yeah you're the best <laughs> Yeah. god bless I'm, you all i'm matt kitchen and i'm father eric and this is after, after the likeness bye guys